0: Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I teach you to build better English-speaking habits. My name is Pat, I'm an American accent coach, and today's episode is an interview with a fascinating woman named Maggie. Maggie is a language enthusiast. She speaks five languages... And she's headed towards 8, she says. She thought she was going to stop at 6, but then she's gone and added another 3 to the list. And I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to interview her so that all my brilliant listeners can broaden their approach to language learning. So listen on in and take notes if you can. As Maggie, the language enthusiast... Explains her methods of seeing serious language learning progress. Well, today I have here Miss Maggie Gomez. Welcome on to the Accent Training Podcast, Miss Maggie. And uh, yeah, tell us about yourself a little bit.
1: Hi, Patrick. Thank you for having me today. My name is Magali. I am a graphic designer and I teach Spanish online. I like to learn languages, and right now I'm living in Mexico State.
0: Which do you commit more time to, the graphic design or the Spanish lessons?
1: I really like teaching Spanish, but I have a full-time job as a graphic designer. And after that, I teach, I give lessons, and also on weekends. I really like teaching Spanish, so maybe after a while I'm going to do only that.
0: Like right now, it's kind of, you would say, your side hustle. You know, it's just what you've got going on on the side. And it's a bit of a hobby, but a hobby that it helps pay the bills. That certainly doesn't hurt. And you want to make this your full-time gig, like your full-time thing that you commit yourself to?
1: yeah um it all started like a hobby, as you said, but it just started with uh, my account on instagram spanishlang dot lovers and it it is been growing so far, so I discovered that I really like to help people to learn Spanish, and it also helped me because it makes me. Accountable also because I learn languages. So it's all related because I teach and I learn and I teach what I learn. <laughs> and then it's it's really fun and I like it.
0: Such a fun thing about teaching, I find, is that it's your own education as much as the education for your student. You get such an in-depth grasp of all of the concepts that it boosts your own use of whatever it is that you're teaching. So teaching languages and getting into, or sorry, learning languages and teaching languages. Well, tell me like what languages have you studied or what languages have you taught?
1: Um, Well, I studied English at school, but I really never spoke English. (laughs) just like two or three years ago to do lives on Instagram. I used to speak only for job interviews and I wasn't confident about my English. Then I took pronunciation lessons and I started to make lives and now I can speak here. (laughs) After that, I learned a little bit of French Then I stopped. Five years ago, I remember that I liked Italian too. So I started to learn a lot of Italian. Now I speak Italian, French, and English, Spanish, my mother tongue. And I'm learning Swedish right now. Also, I opened a conversation group of Spanish to help people to learn. But I recently opened a French club just to practice with some friends, but I don't teach that. I just, I'm just practicing it.
0: So the French and Spanish language clubs, uh, where can people find those? Cause I know I've got other polyglots, you know, similar to yourself, people who, I guess, once you learn one more language, you'll be a polyglot when you get that Swedish down. So where can these other polyglots find you and get, Connected with your clubs.
1: Well, I'm almost all the time on Instagram, SpanishLang.lovers. The link on my bio, you can find me in, uh, well, you can enter the group or access to the group, Telegram group where we speak, we're in contact. And then I can tell you some info about the groups. The groups are uh, on Sundays at 9 a.m.
0: Good! I'm glad that folks have that opportunity to join in. Um, And yeah, everyone listening, make sure you check out Maggie's Spanish lessons online and and get involved if you're looking to practice some language skills. Well, what is inspiring you to learn all of these languages? I mean, I get it when people say I want to learn English for work. It's like, okay, that's finances, that's your well being. You want to, you know, people want a better quality of life. English is a language of business, and so they learn English. But these languages that you're learning, I mean, I don't even know where they speak Italian outside of Italy. And Swedish, that's <laughs> so fascinating. So, what's inspiring you? What's your drive here?
1: Well, um,. I think I really like to connect with people from other places and Italian because, I don't know, maybe I feel connected to the country. I started looking for information, uh, things about their culture, and I like it very much. And Swedish because I, I liked a series, <laughs> a series about Vikings. <laughs> and I started also looking more about their culture. And I like how it sounds. The thing that it's so different from Romance languages. It, it's like a challenge. And also I like to find these similarities in languages. That you can understand your own tongue, your own language, while you study another one. So when I was studying the other day Swedish, I found out that some words remember me, uh, Italian, and a lot of them, obviously, English. But there are also other uh, structures and meanings And words that remember me Italian. So it's all connected. I like to find out this this
0: stuff. I made an episode just last week talking about the common denominators between languages. The common words or sounds that we use and how, like you say, when we identify those... You know, what's a commonality between my native language and the language that I'm learning? We can take larger steps moving forward in that language. How do you identify these common denominators? Do you actively look for them? Do you have a method that you use? Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe. To the Accent Training Podcast, if you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this Accent Training experience, and you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now.
1: Mm, Well, I do a lot of things to learn. I listen a lot, podcasts, videos on YouTube. But I realized these things when I write down. The other day I was writing a letter because I like to use apps. I write to people and then I translate sometimes or also in books when I read books in those languages and I found that the roots of those words are similar. Or the structure of the sentence maybe change a little. But when you write down stuff, you realize many things. And it keeps you um, uh, aware of those meanings. and You can remember better if you write down.
0: When you're saying write these down, I've made a habit of making notes on my phone. You know, if I think of something for a podcast episode or, or even if I just think of a funny joke, I'll write it down on my phone. But would you recommend writing this down with a pen and paper or is the phone okay?
1: I, I was referring to a notebook, actually, and with a pen <laughs> or a pencil, but I also um, take notes with my cell phone. But no things that I have to remember later, because I think you use another part of your brain when you write,
0: like before. And people don't seem to be using their full brains anymore. But I agree. For me, I just, I've never liked writing with a pen and paper because I'm left-handed. Notebooks are not designed for left-handed people. That's just a fact. There's a sign for right-handed people. Because when I'm writing, I either get smudges of ink all over my hands, or if I write on the other you know, side of the book, then the spine is always in the way, blocking my hand so I can't fully write. Just to point out something that I think was also very valuable that you mentioned there is that you're taking different approaches on the language. You're not just listening to podcasts or just taking an Italian class for, you know, 45 minutes a week, once a week, and then you never touch it again. You're consistently immersing yourself in it to the point where, like you said, you're writing things down so that you can even make deeper connections between what you understand of Swedish, and what you understand of Italian, and what you understand of French. I like the way that you've explained your method here, because it's very clear that if someone wants to see progress, just taking one approach isn't going to do the trick. My students who just show up to one class a week don't see the progress that people who immerse themselves every day in my class material, see. And so, do you have any recommendations to help keep people on track when learning a language and following these different methods? Any recommendations? A
1: lot of them. (laughs) I try to use everything (laughs) because I get bored so easily and demotivated. I... Look for every material or video or article, or I try to speak to people or write on social media. I download some apps to learn vocabulary. And if I get bored of that, I watch videos or listen to podcasts. Also, the thing is that it has to be active learning and everyday learning because if you learn two hours, one day a week, it doesn't help a lot. You have to do something about your language every day. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it's okay, but it has to be constant in a daily basis because you have to remember, you have to repeat and try different things. Maybe the things that I'm telling you doesn't work for you, but you have to find your own method and you have to be to experiment to try different things to know what it's perfect for you.
0: I like that because you're doing all of this and you're not traveling to Sweden, you know, at least not yet. You're not in Sweden, but you're still learning Swedish, or you learned Italian outside of Italy and you've learned a lot of French outside of France. For myself, I learned Spanish because I came to Mexico first in 2013, and I had no option but to speak Spanish. It was like I was doing volunteer work in Monterey, and the options were learn to speak Spanish or never speak. So my first words were just, ¿cómo se dice? You know, how do you say this? And then I just pointed at everything. ¿Cómo se dice? ¿Cómo se dice? And that's how I grew my vocabulary. You and I were speaking Spanish before our call, and maybe you could hear like, yeah, sure, it's enough to communicate, certainly enough to have a conversation, but you can totally hear that I'm lacking in some parts. So even though I'm in a Spanish-speaking country, I'm speaking Spanish literally every day, and I have, for the better part of 10 years, I'd say every day spoken Spanish at least a little bit. Or listen to Spanish songs. I've practiced Spanish most uh, 10 years, Spanish practice has been happening. But it's still not perfect. My thing is, I can't write in Spanish. I've never even tried. If I've tried, I feel like a monkey holding on to a pen. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no idea what I'm doing. And uh, so I haven't taken a well rounded approach with my Spanish. My point is, I've got pretty good linguistic skills, but they don't match yours. And this is simply because I don't take a well-rounded approach. I can communicate, but not with complete fluency. And it sounds a little choppy when I speak. For someone who's in a similar position, suppose right now there's someone listening who lives in the United States and they even speak English regularly, um, maybe in the workplace or maybe with friends or family. However, they don't really get much more English exposure aside from that. What would you, as a language specialist, uh, what would you say that this person should do to take a step forward with their English, if they want to see some change?
1: I always give this advice to my students. You have to do and to learn the things that you want to do with your language but in your new target language if you like fishing parkour and you like to cook you need to watch all that content on spanish for example and if you like to learn i don't know about marketing or whatever you want to learn you have to watch it in spanish You have to do it with your level, in your level, get immersed in your target language helps a lot because you're going to learn a lot of vocabulary and that's the only way. You have to do it every day and and learn new things or the things that you like. Do the things that you like, but in Spanish in this case, and also helps a lot and it's A must, that you need feedback. You need feedback to know where are your mistakes. You learn from them, but you need feedback to know where you can improve your Spanish. Someone has to tell you or you have to pay a lot of attention, Uh, looking for pronunciation or the structure of grammar, but you need feedback. I have Actually, a challenge, a 15-day challenge. I motivate you and I correct your mistakes. I check your audios about your pronunciation. You need to realize where are your improvement areas. So that, uh, immersion, feedback, and do the things that you do in your language now in your target language.
0: If someone is saying to themselves, okay, I'm going to learn how to paint, or you want to learn how to code, or in my case, editing, I'm always learning about editing and marketing. And so what you're saying in my case, learn about marketing, learn about editing, but do it in Spanish. Or... If there's a Spanish speaker listening right now who's living in the United States, they you want to take it up a step further, take your lessons in English. Like, don't sign up for Spanish courses anymore. Take that step and do it in English. That is fascinating because not only are you kind of, you know, activating new parts of your brain, waking up parts of your brain and forcing yourself into new language and a new environment, but you're learning very specific language for whatever you're talking about. For example, I was driving down the highway out to my desert location a couple weeks ago, and I blew a tire. I was passing through a little ejido. I forget what it was called, but it was somewhere along the highway. And I just pulled right into an an oxo or whatever, Pemex or something, a gas station along the highway. And right away, you know, a couple mechanics come running out. They saw, oh, there's a, you know, a huero with a pop tire. Like he's going to pay us a little money if we fix it. And they were right because <laughs> I don't know how to change a tire. I've mostly done my driving here in Mexico and I've never needed to change the tire before. But they came out and the things that he was saying. We're very basic vocabulary in English, like put on the handbrake, or we need to take off the tire. The only word that I knew was janta. Like the only word of car vocabulary (laughs) was janta. Mm -hmm. Everything else was as if he might as well have been speaking to me in Mandarin. I had no clue. Now, I've learned a whole bunch of car vocabulary since then. I've been practicing that specific vocabulary, and... My next step, I need to learn how to change a tire. The challenge I'm going to give myself. In Spanish. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. In Spanish. That's going to be my challenge for myself. I'm going to watch YouTube videos in Spanish to learn how to change a tire. It's genius. For today, we do need to get to wrapping things up. This has been a really, really good chat, though. You bring a lot of, like, great you know, tips to the table. So I'd love to have another episode again sometime in the future. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything before we wrap it up for today? Anything that um, you'd like to make sure we send our listeners off with?
1: First of all, you have to curious about your language to write down, to learn vocabulary in context, because that's the way we learn. Um, A word can mean a lot of things in different contexts. And also listen a lot. Listen videos, podcasts, everything, because you have to use to get used to the sound of that uh, language. You have to see patterns and associate some words, but you have to realize that you don't, you can't translate directly from your language and accept that it doesn't have to make sense in your language because every language has their own logic. You have to accept that languages are different. So also repetition, and it all depends on your mindset because I know everyone and all of us have some fear to speak our target languages but that's the only way to practice to take the first step you have to visualize yourself um the feelings that you're going to feel when you are fluent in your spanish in this way or in your english feel emotions of happiness or imagine yourself talking without stress that helps because that more motivates you and uh, and also find a community to learn with because that also helps a lot.
0: And I've just got one more question. Do you have any point where you think that you're going to stop learning languages? Like, are you going to stop with Swedish or are you going to jump on to Arabic right after that? What do you think?
1: I used to say that I was going to learn six languages, but now my list is growing. And after Swedish, I want to learn Portuguese and Turkish. And I want to learn Maya, a language, indigenous language from Mexico. So I have another two at least. And I don't know what will happen next.
0: So now you're just open to whatever comes next. It was six. Now we're up to eight on the list. Or eight It's is going to be the plan. We'll see what comes after that. Keep at it. Keep moving forward on your language learning journey. And you've really motivated me today. And I'm going to take that step today. I'm going to listen to a little bit of German. And see some change in my language skills thank you very much for your time today miss maggie and i look forward to having another episode sometime in the future
1: this was fun and challenging (laughs) Uh, but i enjoyed it
0: i'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of may I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got